2: Welcome to the Girl Powerful Podcast. We're two sisters on a mission to entertain and educate by learning from women who live a purpose-driven life.
0: Be sure to subscribe and rate our podcast. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Girl Powerful Podcast. Today, we have the founder of Tower 28, and this is Amy Lou. Hi, Amy hi how are you it's so good to see you teddy Good to see you too um I just wanted to kind of start with what was Amy like as a child like what was little Amy like were you one of those girls in the bathtub making potions like was were you any kind of was there foreshadowing in how you played as a girl
1: yeah so I always um wanted to be an entrepreneur. I was less of I'm actually not a makeup junkie, meaning mm-hmm. it's not like I wear oodles of makeup and it's not like if you take me to Sephora, I just can't hold myself back like that's actually not the case. um I did always want to be an entrepreneur though, so I think that's probably the through line that is the most constant. so I was like the kind of kid who was always trying to figure out how to make like a lemonade stand or how to like like if you came over to my house, I had like, um, stickers, i had like tape on all of my stuffed animals where I put prices on it. And I was like, Oh, if somebody come over, I would sell this. No you know? way. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. I just, I was really, um, my dad growing up, um, was an entrepreneur and I think he would tell you that he did it not because he wanted to, but because it was his only option. So he came to America as an immigrant in the seventies Um, He came for graduate school after living in Taiwan and being born in Taiwan. And then my mom followed him. And I think he just felt like he couldn't get good jobs. Um, The types of jobs that were offered to him were like, I mean, he was like a cook at a Chinese restaurant. He was, Mm -hmm. and even he he had a degree, but um, it just was hard. It was like the type of opportunities he felt like were given to him in terms of being able to rise up in the, in society were not very many. Mm -hmm. And so he became a, he was like a general contractor growing up. He did property development for, um, small commercial buildings, like a three-story commercial building kind of thing. Wow! Um, and he, but I, you know, I watched him and he, um, really loved what he did. We would go to hotels and he would just stare at the elevators and he would take on the weekends, we would go to like, um, like track home, open houses and we would go and, you know, they have some of them that have furniture set up and you go and see how they were decorated. And he would look at the way things were being sold. And it just was, um, I think the thing I really connected to was just really being in it and caring so much about what you were doing. Mm -hmm. And my mom, and I'm not to say, not to say that, I know, I had a job for many years that I cared about, but, uh, my mom had a, like a nine to five job and she really never talked about it. And it was just like this thing that she went and did. And she came back and it was very predictable. She was an auditor. And I honestly still don't really know what that means. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I just, I think that seeing that, that, um, juxtaposition at a young age, I was like, that's the one I want. Exactly. I want one where like and in it, I really care. Um, And yes, the highs are high and the lows are lows. And I saw that with him too, but I just, that's what I wanted.
0: But there's like passion and freedom in that. And I feel like we all crave that in a way there's safety with the nine to five, but there's so much like to gain. If you do take a risk on yourself,
1: there's so much to gain. And I think there's so much more, um, identity in it in some ways, right? Like you can feel like the things that you're putting into and you can see materialize and come through, and I think that for me, was really cool. Yeah.
0: Was your dad just taking you to all his business things? Like just because like there was no babysitter or he just was a good. Totally. Mentor?
1: It, it was like my summer internship. Cool. It was my, um, like my, my brother actually kind of had the, the shittier end of the stick. So he, it was construction. So my dad, my brother would go and he's actually an architect now. So maybe it made more sense, but he right. would go on the construction sites and his job would be just to like throw away trash. And <laughs> I sat in like the, you know, air conditioned office, but I would do, you know, and like, I was like an admin. I was like filing things. I was getting everybody's lunch orders. I was faxing things or whatever it was. Cause this is a long time ago. Um, but ultimately it was more that I feel like I just, I, he, he showed me, I saw, I witnessed his highs, but I also witnessed his lows. Right. Like he took me, I remember he would take me. So my, my dad is into psychics. And I am too now. And I think part of the reason why it's so normal to me is because he would take me and I would just sit in the waiting room while he was going to see a psychic. And I remember asking him why he did it. And he was like, because I just need the guy. Sometimes you just need someone to tell you everything's going to be okay. And you just, and he would say, it's kind of lonely at the top. Like I need someone to talk to. And I think, I find that to be really true. And so there's these moments where I have to make a decision sometimes. And I'm like, and yeah, I just want someone to tell me something. And I think it, I find it um, pretty, I think the cathartic in the sense that you can go to talk to somebody and they can say something and you respond to your, I can feel how I react to it. So either I'm like, that's great. And I'm so happy to hear Or I'm like, wait a minute, is that making me a little uncomfortable and how do I feel about it and is that really what I want yeah so be super woo woo, but I and I don't do it like by the way I'm not like crazy I don't go every day or every week I go like a couple times a year
0: no I lean on that I think it's like a really you walk out of there feeling like oh everything's gonna be okay I'm exactly where I need to be mm-hmm. you know I'm being guided by some higher power I, I agree I think it, it's it's a nice feeling and it's like, it doesn't have to be woo-woo. It's like our version of therapy, you know?
1: Oh, and I think it's fast therapy because <laughs> I don't have to talk. Yeah,
0: totally. Hey, the cards tell the truth or your palm tells the truth. I love that. Was your dad the first person to see you or did you have like a mentor outside of the home that kind of made you feel really special when you were growing up?
2: What would you do if your business had to hire great people fast? Here's a hint. You need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. So instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring partner that can help you do it all. One of the things that I love most is that when you sponsor an Indeed post, you're 4.5 times more likely to get a hire, according to Indeed data worldwide. And Indeed's doing something no other job site has done before. Now with Indeed, businesses only pay for quality applications matching the sponsored job description. Visit Indeed.com slash Girl Powerful to start hiring now. Indeed.com slash Girl Powerful. Terms and conditions apply do you need to hire Then you need indeed?
0: Was your dad the first person to see you or did you have like a mentor outside of the home that kind of made you feel really special when you were growing up?
1: Well, that's such an interesting question. I mean, if you, if you talk about it in a career way, I mean, my dad doesn't know a lot about beauty or my specific career track. So I don't know about that part of it. Um, I don't know. I, probably the easiest but the cheesiest way to answer that question um is to be honest about it I truly do think my husband is the first person I feel like in life saw me for all that I am good and bad and really loved me you know yeah um and I think I have a really special relationship with him that's so nice
0: before you met him, did you feel like you were kind of like had a missing piece or like something you were searching for your
1: partner? I don't know that I knew that, um, but I think I know it in retrospect now.
0: Yeah. I mean, I feel like as an entrepreneur, there's, a, there's confidence that goes along with that, right? You can't be a fly on the wall or not raise your hand or be part of these meetings and just sit there like you were you're in the driver's seat. So where do you find that confidence to start a company and and to you know have those lows you mentioned and like get up the next day and try again
1: and try a little harder? Yeah, I think um, my confidence has been built. I don't think it was. Um, I do in certain ways I'm confident, but in others I'm really not. And I think I think it shows up for me in being risk averse. Part of it, when I think back to it, is like my dad. I looked at him as this entrepreneur and everything, but he also was like, don't do this. This is really hard. He, even now, by the way, that in our business is doing well, but when I tell him what we're doing or what I'm doing, he's, um, he's always like, yeah, I don't know if you should still be doing this. I think this is going to end badly. This is, you know, it's going to break your heart. It's going to worth it. It's too much stress for you. Like, why are you doing like even now? And so I think, um, One was hearing from him, but the other was also observing him. So my dad was successful in his career. He was able to send all my brother, my sister and I to college, um, which I think is something I'm hugely grateful for. I didn't have to pay for college, which is a real privilege. Um, But then he also like lost his entire business and he moved to China because I don't know, this is early, this is in the nineties, but in the nineties, there was um, like a real estate kind of crash and he had, um, you know, it, it just, it went the other way. And so he watching that too, I think made me like, oh shit, this, it's not like success is promised in any way. And so I, didn't start doing, I mean, I'm 44 right now. I didn't start doing this until we didn't buy our first house until I was in my late thirties. We didn't buy this one. And then we didn't start. um, I didn't even, I started right before I was 40. This entrepreneurial kind of tract of mine in terms of raising money and whatever it was. Um, And I only raised friends and family, but I think it took all of that time and working for other people and getting closer to understanding what it meant to be a founder and what it meant to be um a CEO like i needed to do that so i had what 14 years of experience before i started
0: um, in the beauty industry
1: in the beauty industry and i went from like bigger company to smaller company with my roles being bigger every time and you know, I think it helped demystify it for me. Right. Because I think the closer you get to something, the more you're like, Oh wait, like I could do that. Like mm-hmm. you know, I was, I was worked really closely with Kate Somerville at Kate Somerville. I worked closely with Josie Marin at Josie Marin, you know, so I, I had a seat at the table and I could see how it worked. And I was like, wait a minute, I think I could do this too, but it took a long time.
0: Yeah. Well, you were smart though, to gather the information, right. Until you had that confidence to be like, okay, I've known this for a while. I can do this. Now I'm actually going to go do this. So what was that moment like? Like, where where were you? What were you thinking? Or was it that snowball effect of like over time you were like, okay.
1: Yeah, it's- I, uh, a little bit of both. So it, it's been like both a slow burn and then an all of a sudden. And so <laughs> what I mean by that is um, I think anybody who's known me in my lifetime, like I recently- was chatting with a friend of mine that I've been friends with since I think sixth grade and she was like this is literally what you've always wanted to do like I've known you I to your point I wasn't like wedded to did it have to be beauty did it have to be at one point I've actually started like three other businesses with with different people like I just wanted to build something and I think throughout the years I've told people so many times I wanted to do this so I think there is something besting it, there is something about like putting it in the universe so people will help you when it's your turn. But what really happened was, um, I had my third child, I had taken off a little bit of time from a full-time job and I started consulting. And during that time I had my third child be remodeled a house. Um, and I was wanting to go back to work and I started calling on my network. And I, one of the people I called on was a guy I went to business school with And I said to him, I was like, I think I really want to go back to work. This is what I want. I want full-time. I want upside. I want equity. I want like real ownership. I want responsibility. And he was like, "Uh uh Mm uh-huh. I thought you had to run your own business. And I was like, I do, but I don't have money and I don't have a partner. And he was like, well, you don't need, um, a partner if you have money. And I was like, okay, well, I don't have money. And, you know, I have three kids and I have a mortgage. I live in LA. Life is expensive. Um, and he was like, well, what if I was your first money in? And I've been friends with him since I was in business school. And he's known I've wanted to do this for so long. And um, the only like real caveat to that was he was like, okay, well, I'll do this with you. I'll be, I'll be the first money in, but you need to raise the rest of the money in like 30 days. Because if you can't raise it, that means either one, you don't have enough people who believe in you, yeah. you don't know, that or two, you don't have a very good idea. And um, he actually didn't even, I didn't even have an idea to pitch him at the time. He was really investing in me. And, wow. and frankly, the, the reason was because at that moment he had, he had sold his company and I didn't know that before going to meet him. And there was something where like, um, you can invest if you take, if you sell your company, it's like a house. If you sell your company, you can invest in another company and kind of roll over oh. the tax. Okay. And this you know, like in houses, you can sell yeah. your house. 1031
0: exchange.
1: Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, And so he was trying to do that, but like he, there's a, there's a statute, you can only do it for so long. And yeah. so that's where the 30 days came. in. he was like, you have to do it within this amount of time. Cause wow. my situation. Wait, so and, you
0: had no concept. He was just like, you just had it. I want to work for myself. I want all these good things. Well, to
1: come I, I want build something mm-hmm. at, the, at that time I knew I had wanted to build something in my mind I think after having worked in the beauty industry for so long I had I had thought to myself. so I have eczema I've had eczema my entire adult life when I was um starting to work at Josie Marin which was really the kind of she was one of the first people who really was at the forefront of clean beauty at the time mm. and coinciding with the time that I was having babies and so I was learning as I was becoming pregnant and I was learning about clean beauty and all of these statistics that people throw out about like what you put on your skin goes into your bloodstream and how you know the EU bans 1500 ingredients and we ban like 40 or something like that I'm not even sure what it is scary And I was trying to change, I think when you become pregnant, I think a lot of people do this, but you start thinking more about like what you're eating. I was starting to like, instead of just going to Ralph's, I was trying to start going to the farmer's market. Like it was all these little things that were happening in my life. And so I kind of had this consciousness that I was growing and then coupled with that because of my eczema, I actually had a really hard time switching over to clean beauty because I was a lot of, especially back then, clean beauty meant like how natural can you make it? Mm -hmm. And so it was like, you know, we used to put little, um, little numbers on all of our products that were like, this one's 99% natural. This one's 70, 96% natural. Mm. And like, just because something is natural doesn't necessarily mean that it's good for you. And it certainly doesn't mean that it's not going to be irritating. And so because a lot of, um, you can't, if you're trying not to use fragrance, a lot of times people will put essential oils in products in lieu of fragrance. Essential oils, depending on your skin type, are totally fine, but essential oils are molecularly like super tiny and from batch to batch, they can vary quite a bit. And certain ones can be incredibly irritating. So for me, I noticed that like certain ones, like the really mint or tea tree or, um, the citrus-based ones, those can be like really zingy for me yeah, harsh and harsh, and irritating. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of already had this consciousness and I had thought like, oh, wouldn't it be great if there was a product like this? Um, but at that time he came to me, I think I'm not, I'm a, not that I'm a cynic, but I think when you work in the same industry for a long time, I had this like feeling of, oh, well, Everything like there's just there's so much competition. There's so much. Um, everybody's already done this before, or like you know, like you can pick anything. You'd be like a lip gloss. I'm going to launch a lip gloss. There's like so many lip glosses in the world. Um, and then not until he put forth this opportunity to me was I like, wait a minute, maybe there's a way to take advantage of both my experience from a work perspective, but also my experience as an eczema sufferer. And if I'm looking for these things, like products that are safe for sensitive skin, clean, um, and really functional, like really work, then maybe somebody else does too. So it's not to say that, like, I had thought of nothing. It's like, I, it's like a slow burn. It had been kind of like sitting in my mind, but it didn't feel like it was a real opportunity for me until he gave it to me because I just, um, I didn't know how to raise money. I didn't know how to start because I The only things I had seen were like, you know, Katie had investors, like Josie had money from being a model and they were experts in their own way in a certain sense. Um, And so I just didn't know how I'm like a worker bee. I don't have, you know what I mean? Like, it just didn't seem, I didn't know how I was going to do it. And so, yes, long-winded way of saying um, not until I got this opportunity did I really go for it and start really kind of bringing the pieces together. And it made sense for me.
0: That's awesome. Now, I mean, from the beginning and the inception of tower 28 and now has the mission changed at all, or have you evolved in any way or from day one was what was the mission and what yeah. is it today?
2: Before you book any brunch, you pour over list and list of reviews. So why not do the same when you're booking a doctor's appointment With ZocDoc, you can see real, verified patient reviews to help you find the right doctor in your network and in your neighborhood. After all, finding the right doctor is just as, if not more, important than finding the perfect avocado toast. My favorite thing about ZocDoc is that it helps me find quality doctors, and it can help you too. ZocDoc is a free app that shows you doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, and are available when you need them. Go to ZocDoc.com slash and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then start your search for a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash Girl Powerful. ZocDoc.com slash Girl Powerful.
0: Now, I mean, from the beginning and the inception of Tower 28 and now, Has the mission changed at all or have you evolved in any way or from day one was what was the mission and what
1: is it today? Philosophy has not changed in terms of the way that we were making the products from the very beginning. Um, One of the things that was really clear to me is that I wanted the products to be non-toxic as defined by Credo Beauty, Sephora Clean. Um, I always wanted the products to be safe for sensitive skin. We're the only makeup brand that 100 or beauty, I should say that 100% adheres to the national exit associations, no, no list, mm-hmm. um, the seal of acceptance. And so those things were always important to me. I would say the thing that has probably changed the most is, um, how much of my own story has come into it. Um, I, you know, I had never wanted to be, I've never wanted to be famous. Um, I didn't, I didn't even have an Instagram account mm-hmm. myself until I did this and I still don't post very much. Mm -hmm. I'm not very active, um, as a person putting content out there at least. Um, so, but I think I do podcasts because I like that and I, I can understand it because it's something I also listen to. Um, but I think that probably the biggest difference has been just like, even the aesthetics, everything has been the same from the beginning that I wanted it to be. Um, the biggest difference has been like, for me, at least has been like how forward, becoming more forward facing.
0: I mean, isn't there kind of like a lot of fun and power in that though? Like when people want to talk to Amy, it's like, hell yeah, you do. I deserve this. Do you ever feel like, like I, this, I worked for this, like all these celebrities are wearing my stuff, my stuff's in Sephora, like you'd seen nationwide, like where do you find pride in that? Or do you feel like Imposter syndrome, still,
1: uh, no, 100%. I, I find pride in it, but it's not, frankly, it's not just. I mean, yes, like Haley Bieber organically posted, meaning like I didn't gift her even, we certainly didn't pay her. Um, and she talked about us on like Instagram stories and then she posted on TikTok and it was like dang, hugely exciting. But I will tell you, like a week later, um, and you can look it up, it's a, a creator called The Vegan Beast she posted this, she's a small creator and she posted like a before and after of her skin. And it was like her skin with a ton of acne. And I think she wrote something like, this is the Holy Grail product or whatever. And then it was a before and then an after and then a product shot and just narrating like what our SOS spray did for her. And like, honestly, that's meaningful to me because like, I understand so intimately what it's like to go through- life with troubled skin and how, what that can do for your confidence. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So one of the things I really set out to do was, yes, it was the product, but was really like this kind of greater goal of like, I just, I really, I think that makeup is more than just makeup. Makeup is the way that people feel when they're wearing makeup and their ability for it to give them a little more confidence for it to brighten up their day for them to make that you know to look in the mirror and feel just like even incrementally a little bit better about themselves and more confident
0: I think that's right and I mean if I mean the SOS spray it really it's on my bathroom counter and I am lucky and I haven't really had troubled skin but Mm -hmm. there's something about it that just it's just right that I will put it on anytime I just need a pick me up, you know, yeah. and it's like, just like it, a reset for myself.
1: Well, it also like, because it's anti-inflammatory and because it is, it, it helps fight bacteria. It just helps keep your skin a little bit cleaner too.
0: I feel that it's like, if I can't shower, I spray that on my face just to like have that reset.
1: After like to the gym and I use it after exercising because sweat is essentially a toxin, right? So you need to neutralize it or it helps to neutralize it. Um, so all of those things I think make a difference, but yeah, it makes me so happy to see your products in the wild. Yeah. I mean, for the first time, um, I went to dinner with, um, my family my kids and, um, I went to the bathroom and my daughter was like, mom, woman over there, just use your products. And she put them back in her purse. Like she was so excited about it and then all of us were like staring at her you know that's pretty cool it's crazy because I don't know her I mean there's a moment in the beginning that it's like you look at the orders and you're like oh that's so nice of my friend to buy that product yeah <laughs> we appreciate well, that's
0: kind of like when I met you and saw you building your brand at the Riveter in LA like a couple of tables down and then you grew and having your own little office but it's like it just started like any other company.
1: Yeah, and that's how it starts, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it definitely has been like that. But the, there are these moments that are really exciting, like you said, to kind of start and then and see growth, which is really um, it's like intoxicating, right? Like to feel like the things that you put out into the world, people value and can really that help them and they love them. Like it's it's really exciting.
0: Yeah, it is. How have you built like your team and the people like around you? How do you keep everything as sane as possible and as healthy as possible for you and your brand to grow and keep, you know, hitting these milestones as a beauty brand?
1: Yeah, well, I think one thing I'm really proud of is the same girls you met when I was at the Riveter are still with me. That's awesome. So I really feel proud of that. And um, the reason I think they stay, or I think the reason why I think they stay, we've had really great, even in this time of like the great resignation, um, I haven't had anybody quit ever. I've only had, um, you know, I've had to let go of a few people, but I haven't had anyone quit. And I think um, the reason is because I really do care a lot about my employees and I care a lot about their growth i really think about the ways to um help them in terms of their path and their growth and i think in terms of who i pick i try to really make sure that i'm finding people who really want to work who believe in what we're doing and really want to be a part of it um people who are curious and smart but also people who are kind which i know sounds so generic and basic but um one of the things i really wanted to to, to do differently was you know i I don't know you hear these things about the beauty industry and the fashion industry and I think kind of in any industry that has a lot of women in it often but like things can turn catty Mm -hmm. and I don't I mean I don't know what I don't know and maybe there is some of that in my organization and I don't know about it but like literally no one has ever come to me and even if they had an issue I think the way that people express concern is like not about the person. It's not personal. It is more like, Hey, I think this is a different way we could do things better. Um, and I just, there's really not like a cattiness or a toxicity in my organization that I can feel. And that's really what I wanted. I wanted to create an environment where people felt like they could show up, they could do their best that they were cared for. Um,
0: how did and, you do that? Like what, like if someone was looking into building a brand or hiring their first couple teammates, what did you look for in, in an employee?
1: I mean, I think I, it is, it's like kindness, right? I think you can tell by the way that they treat you. I actually always make sure that I have them not only interview with me, but they interview up and down too, right. because down. I think cool. it, it's not any different from like, I don't know when I was dating, I would pay attention to the way someone treated the Mm waiter, right? I want someone who's going to, like, I care a lot about reputation and I care a lot about relationships. And so I want people on my team that I can feel comfortable giving my contacts to, and you're not going to be a jerk, right? Like if I'm introducing you to someone that you're going to be cool, if I'm, you know, So I think a lot of it is to answer your question, Teddy, I think it comes from the top down though. like, I think it honestly, if I look at every organization I've been a part of, but also that I am like observing it's somebody once told me that every organization is a long shadow of its leader. And I think it's really true, right? So I think because I value it and because I care about that aspect of it, I, you know, it's what you, what you give attention to is what grows. And so I care a lot about that. So I have, I mean, we do have a remote work schedule. We're in the office two days a week, but we also are doing retreats two times a year. And like the goal of that is like team building. It's, it's fun. It's also just like being able to like, enjoy the people that you work with and to celebrate success together. Right. Because we are in this weird world right now where we're kind of like not in person and we don't see each other and I look at these young girls on my team and I'm like some of my best friends were from my work life in those young years and they don't have that and so I'm consciously trying to build it and I just think it's worth if you work with people
0: I love that I mean the kindness aspect and then it sounds like without even saying it it's like you just are kind of guided by your intuition and how you live your life and that's I, how you lead that's how you lead so yeah. like yeah. as a female like do you find that there is a there is a superpower in being a female founder ex- instead of like a, a male I
1: brand i think that women are more um heart forward um and more emotionally driven and i'm very energy Driven, like meaning like I can feel if somebody is negative I can really feel it if somebody is um doesn't believe in what I'm doing like so yes that is definitely the intuition part of it I think the other thing is we learn from our experiences right like if you've had a bad experience you're like okay well we don't get to choose what happens in life sometimes but we get to choose how we react to it and so for me like I think a lot about how you know, I've had these work experiences sometimes that were not super positive. And so I'm like, what went wrong there? And how can I fix it? Mm-hmm. And how did I feel in that instance? And how do I make sure that we can make it better? I'm certain I'm not perfect, but I think the consciousness already hopefully makes me a little bit better than it would have if I didn't have that experience. So, yeah. I- I mean, but I think the same thing about parenting, right? Like, you know, you try to just do better than you. Everybody's just trying to do their best. My parents try to do their best. I'm trying to do mine, you know? Yeah. I
0: I mean, awareness, it sounds like you just like are aware of yourself and like your downfalls and then your victories and how, you know, you you are a confident person right now in your career. So that's exciting. And I just, I think it's pretty cool to watch you. And even like on your Instagram, I noticed like, you go to other beauty events and like support other women and you're not just like so egocentric that it's all about you and I feel like that's something admirable about you as well
1: I mean I actually it's the it's funny because the other three businesses that I tried to start were basically other people's ideas and other people's I was kind of latching on to you know someone else was like, I'll be the money. You, here's the idea. You do it. And I, I thought they were, and they were all smart, capable people. Um, but none of them were successful until I kind of really put myself in it. And I think the thing about that, that's kind of interesting is I think you kind of have to like put yourself into it and have that confidence and, and try, right. Like, I don't know.
0: That makes sense to me. That's like, cause if the unit, you know, if you're saying what you, you know, the universe is listening, and if yeah. you're putting yourself into it, you're doing all the work, it, it's going to work out one way or another.
1: And like, it just seems silly that I didn't think about my own background so much, right? Like, I've worked in beauty for all of this time. Like, of course, it would make sense that I would do something in beauty. And so now, I mean, when I really think about what it is that I want, because yeah, the money is, would be nice, right? Like I would, I pulled my kids out of private school to do this. I'd like to be able to give them the option at some point to do it again, if that was something important to them and all of those types of things. But I think the other part of it is I am really, after all of these years, I am very connected in this one part of the world, which is the beauty industry. Mm -hmm. And if I can help, especially like you know, I work a lot with a lot of BIPOC beauty founders. I'm part of the support accelerate mentorship program. I have my own mentorship and education program. Like that's really something I'm passionate about. It's like, if I can just make my little corner of the world a little bit better. Um, you know, I think one of the things I was really hesitant about in the beginning is tower 28's imagery and the inspiration around it is very beachy and very like it not it looks more like someone that you would own than me. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: I mean, yeah. Tower 28. That's what what, Santa Monica, like, is that where you used to hang out?
1: Totally. And I think that's something in the beginning I was really conscious of, and I was self-conscious of because I didn't, growing up, I grew up in LA on the, on the East side of LA. And I felt like I didn't see myself in that imagery, but it actually is really, you know, I, I live on the West side. I have for a long time, my husband's a surfer, even though he doesn't look like a surfer, you know, in the typical way, at least. Um, and so, you know, like I, I felt a little self-conscious of it, but it actually is very true to like who I am and to my story. Um, I think that's one thing I'm trying could hopefully shift which is this assumption about like what aspirational beauty looks like right it doesn't have to just be these standardized images that we saw and I you know I didn't see pictures of anyone that looked like me growing up yeah. and if I it was very token you know it was like a, a tokenized Asian girl type thing mm-hmm. um, and, you know, the ones that we considered the most beautiful were the ones that looked half. Like, I remember growing up, like my whole life, people have always told me that I look like I'm half Asian and I am not, I'm full. And I remember taking like a great amount of pride in that, like feeling like, oh, what you mean by that is you think I'm pretty. And now I look back on it and I'm like, that's so like fucked yeah. up, <laughs> you know, that that's, yeah. that's what that meant. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, that awareness that you're getting to spread through your brand, that's pretty powerful. And I'm, I'm sure that that's your legacy as well. Not just like the skincare, but also like this change in the conversation and and media and all the things that you have the power to, like you said, leave your mark in your corner of the world. It's really cool. Go, Amy,
1: go. Well, thanks, Ted, I appreciate it. It's yeah. nice to like, I think, reconnect with people who like, I feel like are so supportive like you, but also like, I don't know, have seen us kind of grow because it feels even a little more real,
0: you know? Yeah. I mean, I was just looking before we were talking in my bathroom and I was like, look at this and this and this. And then like, I was like, you know, and I buy them. Like, it's like, I'm like, it's fun to see that stuff. And I, it's like what you mentioned, it's like, how many lip glosses do you need? But it's like, this truly does feel different when you put it on.
1: You know, we, I mean, actually it's something I'm pretty, um, specific about is I don't want to, it drives my team, especially my PD person crazy sometimes. Cause I'm like, I don't want to launch anything that's not special. Like it doesn't need gaps. So it has to actually be like missing in the world in some way, whether it's in sort of the three kind of buckets I look at is like price point. So I'm trying to really have an accessible price point. Two, it's like the safer, sensitive skin, clean kind of product philosophy aspect to it. And then three is just like the efficacious part of it. Like, is there something like, is it where something where you haven't been able to find this, mm. uh, that kind of trifecta? Cool. Um, I can fix it for you.
0: Very cool. Well, we end all of our podcasts with the same question to all women, all walks of life. What makes you feel most alive?
1: I mean, I, god I feel like this sounds so hokey but it's my family um I think that you know my husband is really good about um saying this to me really often but he's like you know if this all went away we'll be fine yeah it's okay because I think anytime you have something you just you're afraid to lose it too right so even like the growth that we've had and the success that we've seen has been so great but like trying to see that and celebrate that as opposed to being like wait what if I lose it or what if I screw up and I do something um it's like the whole half empty versus half full concept I think um and I think he's just really good about being like hey we're fine either way we're fine and I think that's true and not even from a financial aspect but from a emotional one because i still have my health i still have my family i'm still um a whole person you know so i feel really lucky in that sense but i have three beautiful they keep giggling that's why i keep pointing i know
0: but that's nice like the giggling in the house it's like you're you're, they're just living their life
1: (laughs) yeah so i really try to i try to think about that and appreciate it because not everybody has that
0: I that's interesting you just said that though like you wake up and you're breathing and you're healthy and all those things that that's really what matters and you're around people you care about my friend was going through something today like we had coffee and that was my advice I'm like it's okay like your job's just your job at the end of the day like you have a career and like you're building a brand but she has a job and I feel like there's a difference and that was my advice I'm like just wake up and like be grateful because it's another day and you get to design it how you want.
1: I mean, not to overshare, but in this last few years of COVID, um, I don't know. I've known a lot of people who've had a lot of problems, death, um, lots of, lots of of it. And I think, you know, sometimes it's like, just, just breathe.
0: I mean, yesterday on Mel Robbins' Instagram, she was sharing, like, the end of the story is it's who's in your home, right? It's who your friends are. It's all that small circle that matters. All totally. that stuff is just stuff. Just stuff sitting on the counter and coll- you're collecting and then you die. <laughs> you know, yeah. have fun. Have fun in the meantime.
1: I mean, even, like, years ago, um, how many years ago? I don't know, years ago now, we had a house fire and we lost everything and I was shocked by how little I cared like
0: that's that's pretty cool
1: like it's one of those things you think is people when I tell people they think it's like so traumatizing and such a big deal like I actually came out of it and I was like it's financially it was a thing which sucks because the insurance was whatever not not so helpful um but I actually came out of it being like oh actually I don't need so much right like and maybe we have all this stuff yeah. and we're attached I don't know I, I found myself less attached to it than I thought it would be yeah
0: fresh start weird blessings in disguise I think that's like what the whole 2020 pandemic taught us is like there's always silver linings look for them and you know try to try to do the right thing be kind and and just live yeah yeah, that's all we can do. <laughs>
1: Trying our best here. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you
0: so much, Amy. Where can people find you in Tower
1: 28? Yeah, I'm, uh, so we, I do now have an Instagram account. <laughs> and it's Amy, A-M-Y-L-I-U underscore T28. And then um, my business Instagram is, and TikTok and everything else, the handle is Tower 28 Beauty. Awesome.
0: Well, thank you so much. And we can't wait to keep cheering
1: you on and watch you grow or oh, stop. Sold at all Sephora's, U.S. and Canada, on our site, Um, Credo and Revolve. Very cool.
0: Congrats again, and I'll talk to you soon.
1: For sure. Take care, Teddy. Thanks for having me. Bye, Amy.
0: Thanks to our guest. For more information on her, see the show notes.
2: Please hit subscribe if you have not already. That way, a new episode is delivered directly to your feed every week.